Professor Reder, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Hi, Patricia. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. It's nice to chat to you. Now, with uh, diabetes being one of the leading causes of death in South Africa, it's uh, uh, very important that everyone ropes in to uh, create treatment options and education that is going to help those with diabetes alongside with their families um, to support them better. Tell us more about um, Zwane Insulin Project. Yeah, so um, this is an exciting project that we involved in. So this is a project run by the University of Pretoria, funded by the Lilly Global Health Program. So we've got funding for the five-year program, where the main aim of this program is actually to assist clinics in the Tswane district uh, to put patients on insulin and help manage them on insulin. So maybe just to describe to you the typical patient journey. So... Diabetes, as you've mentioned, is now a, a, a sort of an epidemic worldwide um, with about you know, 7 to 10% of the South African population being affected. Now, a typical type 2 diabetic patient would be, let's say, a middle-aged patient, uh, often overweight, um, starting on tablets, being told that the sugar, blood sugar is high. So they start out on tablets, they start on a healthy diet and exercise, some lifestyle changes that they have to make. And usually then they managed on tablets for a couple of years. But after about five years, 50% of those people will need to move on to more therapy than just tablets. And currently, especially in the public sector, in the primary care sector, that would be insulin. However, there are lots of challenges around insulin, so it's not that easy to start insulin, as you can imagine. So you have to inject yourself with insulin. You have to test yourself at home with a glucose meter. Um, and that can be quite daunting. So what we've done um, is we've come aside these clinics. We provide field staff, field workers. We then journey with these patients on like a 14-week journey where we sort of link up the clinic and the home and the general practitioner working at the clinic. We sort of loop them all together in a sort of a system where these patients get taken care of. And the the crux of the matter is the home visit. So we make use of community healthcare workers that visit these patients at home, assisting them with teaching them and helping them manage their injections, manage their testing at home. And then we also use digital technology. So we have an app that we use whereby we can communicate with the doctor at the clinic um, to sort of titrate insulin. So insulin, uh, it's always a question, what does titration mean? It means there's no fixed dose of insulin. It's not like tablets. You take a 10 milligram tablet and that's sort of what everybody takes. Each person sort of has a unique dose of insulin that they need to manage their blood sugar. Um, and that needs to be titrated or changed often so that you get to the right dose. Now, if that only happened once a month because you come to the clinic once a month, that's not sufficient. So what we've introduced, we've introduced a home visit that's run by community healthcare workers and, uh, and with a team leader visiting the homes. And those values are then communicated to the doctor that can advise the clinic nurse at the clinic or can advise the field workers or the community healthcare workers at the home how much to increase or decrease the insulin. And by doing that, we find the optimal dose and we get to the, we can control these patients' blood sugar much more efficiently 
than if they do not have the home visit. So that, in a nutshell, is our program. Mm. It's a very intensive program, uh, Professor Rieder, and uh, it's one that's uh, human uh, capital intensive. So how have you managed uh, to keep those who are part of these home visits um, within, uh, you know, your project in terms of funding? Yeah, so that's an excellent question. I mean, from day one, so we started this project in 2019. From day one, the big question was how will we generalize or roll this out, you know, after the project, after the program. So very important is that we've uh, liaised and we've got a partnership with the National Department of Health, the Provincial Department of Health, and with the City of Tswane's Department of Health. So we've engaged with the health authorities from day one And we utilize the existing staff, so existing staff at clinics, the existing community healthcare workers and their team leaders, and we provide training on a monthly basis regarding diabetes management and insulin management. And we keep in mind, and we have this discussion, ongoing discussion with the health authorities and with the clinics, how would you do this when we are no longer around? So starting patients on insulin managing patients on insulin is something that's in the guidelines it's on paper it's in the policy it's in the guidelines it's something that each clinic should be able to do so we empower those clinics so that they have the skills and the confidence to do so Uh, and we liaise with the health authorities to make sure that this becomes part of policy becomes part of practice so it's an ongoing process to make sure that this is sort of the new normal so to speak uh, the way that things can be done is the tip way, the Swana Insulin Project way, so that the tip way of doing things becomes the way that clinics should be doing things. So, yeah, it's a difficult question to answer. It's always the question that's asked after, you know, you have a program that provides some form of technical assistance or human resources and funding. Um, but this has sort of been in the front of our minds from day one. So we trust uh, our process. We trust our program, the training we provide. Um, and we've got, you know, excellent uh, collaboration with clinics, uh, uh, yeah, health authorities, health managers, facility managers. Everyone is buying into the program, and uh, and we're sure that when the program, so our program, the recruitment of patients will end this year, and then our funding allows us to next year just continue the following follow up at clinics to make sure that the program actually rolls out even without our field workers assisting. So that, uh, that's more or less what we plan to do. How many patients uh, do you have currently or are, are set to be uh, uh, recruiting in this program? So currently, you know, we've put uh, about, we've had about 200 patients in our, in our program at the moment. So those are 200 patients that are enrolled in a 14-week program. Um, and our aim is to to actually end with 300 patients by the end of the year. So by December, we should have had 300 patients uh, transferring to insulin. I think you, just to give you the bigger scheme of things, that might not sound a lot, but you have to realize that these clinics, there are about 72 clinics in Swane, um, and they can have anything from you know 100 to 500 patients at a clinic. Uh, the whole program is actually geared in finding those patients that are not well controlled. So when we evaluate the clinics and when the clinics participate in the program, certain tests are done which tell us which patients are controlled and which not. And those that are not controlled, the whole idea is to optimize their therapy. So in other words, you know, typically in the state sector, two drugs are used to control the blood sugar. So 
even though it's only 300 patients that were transferred to insulin in the program, many, many, I would say 10 times more patients will have their treatment optimized because we are actively looking for poorly controlled patients. So there's a huge sort of downstream effect, if you want, of patients being optimized on therapy, um, as well as what we hope to see is, is that as many patients are now put on insulin independent from us, so by the clinics themselves. So we think there will be a ripple effect. We think the effect is far greater than just the 300 patients that, that we are uh, going through the program with. Um, so also I think the important thing is if you also bear in mind these patients, if they were not started on insulin in time, these are the patients that will complicate and will present at the hospitals with severe complications, be it a diabetic coma, be it renal failure, be it blindness, et cetera, et cetera. So all of those complications we actually hope to actually delay with good glucose control by timelessly uh, starting insulin therapy. Will it ever see um, itself, this uh, Tswana Insulin Project, um, duplicating in other parts of the country? Yeah, another great question. So what we're actually hoping to do is, because we've had these excellent relationships with the Department of Health, we're just waiting for our study to finish. Then we hope to show the results, to show the, the benefit that we've had in terms of glucose control and in terms of feasibility, that this is not a very complex program to roll out. And then the plan would be to say, now, where can we replicate this? Are there other districts that we can replicate this? Can we actually move this into other provinces, et cetera, et cetera? So that's also another ongoing discussion, you know, that we're having um, is to actually replicate this program uh, in other settings as well. All right. It sounds like there is hope for the future. Dr. Uh, Professor Rieder, thank you very much for joining us and uh, looking forward to hearing more about this particular program as it unfolds. Yeah. No, thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity to talk to you and uh, thanks to, uh, to your listeners. Thank you so much.